Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi, welcome to today's episode. Uh, I'm going to talk about the lovely topic of change. Now, change is something that really is inevitable. It's just part of life and sometimes we don't want the changes to happen and other times we do and we make the active choice. Um, so it's um, it's an interesting concept change. It's something we've all experienced a lot of in the last few years. And what I wanted to talk about today is what I've what I use as sort of a seven step formula for for making changes and how in order to make change, you need movement or momentum or action. There's a number of different words that, that you can that can you, you can use for this. And I think the part of change that that we resist the most is change that's inflicted upon us versus choices that we are making to make change. And that's where it's often a bit scary because if change is kind of thrust upon us and we're not really actively involved in the decision-making process, it can feel pretty intimidating. Um, just as an example, my um, when my husband got made redundant a number of years ago and he got made redundant again during COVID and it hit him really hard because he was happy where he was working. He didn't, th- it didn't even occur to him that it was a possibility. And it just came so out of left field. Um, but since then, the changes that have happened for him have actually been for the better. So it's, it's a, it's a really dichotomous thing change. So that's why I wanted to tackle it today because it's, it's something that's very much built in our, our human psychology and our human condition. And there is a way to kind of help us through the process. Um, and every moment on it, every day we are changing, whether we sort of are conscious of it or not. At a cellular level, our bodies are changing. If you're getting older, you'll be very well aware of this. I've, I've noticed more, you know, uh, wrinkles and recovering from injury takes a little bit longer. Um, and that's, that's the process of change that our bodies go through. So we'll also talk about the seasons of life and how change impacts that. Um, and our minds, that's the part that I find the most exciting, how our minds are changing and growing with every new experience. Neuroplasticity is, is a huge concept these days that's really being explored and, and how we adapt and change to things is quite extraordinary. Um, but so that's like the actual changes then that happen. And then there's our perception of change. So there's physical change and then there's perception of change too that impacts how we actually respond to it or react to change and the feelings of fear versus sort of excitement, what drives both of those. Some of it's personality and there's a number of other aspects to it, um, but we can take control of it to a certain extent um, and that's what I wanted to go through a little bit more and I'll go through the seven steps very very quickly so that um, if you can only listen to the beginning you get the the crux of it so the first three um, are understanding yourself so going through change and actively initiating change you really need to understand yourself and even if change is thrust upon you uh, it's a really good way to help with the reflective side of it so that's number one number two is knowledge so gathering knowledge and information and helping that link to your understanding of yourself and the direction you want to go. Number three is plan. So having a plan, it doesn't have to be the one and only plan, but having a plan helps with managing change. 
four is action. And this is this is where I really wanted to kick in because this is where that momentum and movement concept comes into it. It's really, really important. And I'll explain um, why as we go through. Number five is experience. So we understand ourselves. We build up knowledge based on what we need to know in order to further get us to where we want to go. And then we have to put an p- action plan in place. And then we actually have to take action. And then once we've taken the action, number five, like I said, is the experience of the, the response that we get from life. And that is essential. And that's where a lot of us get stuck. We don't want to, the experience because it might be good, might be bad. The thing is, all of it then becomes knowledge. So then we do review, which is number six, which is reviewing the knowledge itself and the experience. Otherwise, if you don't have the experience, you don't really have anything tangible to review. And then number seven is rinse and repeat because you're going to go back through the whole thing again and again, whether you're going to do a reflective exercise um, or you're responding to change or you're actively initiating change, these same seven steps will, will help you. And whether it's your finances, relationships, career, there's so many different aspects where this formula actually works um, as well. So that's why I really love it because it's it's all in, it, you can use it in so many different contexts. All right, so I'll get I'll get stuck into it. And I'm going to use a few analogies here as well to try and help us sort of navigate through the concept of these seven steps. And I'm not going to go you know too much detail because it's it's it is a really big topic. So I, I will not gloss over it, but I'll go over relatively relatively quickly. Um, so if you think back over your life so far, I'm guessing there's been a lot of change. Some of it's good. Some of it's probably not so good. Some of it you would have actively chosen, and then some of it chose you. Um, but interestingly, and this is where some of the reflective aspect kind of comes into it as well, but interestingly, even if the change chose you, if you look back quite often, the result of that change or that experience can, you can actually see where the good side of it comes. And this is what I was talking about with my husband and his redundancies too. And even my case, I was trying so hard many years ago to get a job in marketing. I'd studied it. Um, I was a graduate. I was, I don't know how many resumes I put out. I got zero interviews. It was quite demoralizing actually, because every single job that I applied for, they wanted a graduate with a minimum of five years experience. And I was like, well, how do you get the experience if you, nobody gives you a job? Like it's, it seems like this vicious cycle that nobody wants to, to kind of take on somebody with just a degree and no experience in that field. I still I had work experience, but not in marketing. So it was a really interesting concept. Um, so I kind of temporarily gave up on that idea and, and moved in a different direction. And then fast forward probably, I don't know, 10, 12 years, I was offered a marketing manager position in a consultancy I was working for. And I just remember when I got that offer letter, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. I don't know how hard I tried to just get an entry level job the marketing field so quite often when we look back on things where we were trying to actively pursue change and it didn't work sometimes it was just because in my case it actually wasn't really aligned with what I wanted which is a little bit difficult to try and figure out when you're in your early 20s I grant you but if we're more in our mature phases of life we've got a little bit more information to work with a little bit more knowledge a little bit more experience so the understanding part which is step one is actually a bit easier to do to a certain extent because we have so much experience sometimes we can do so many different things which does make it then a bit more challenging but when it comes to finances making decisions or changes um, change is absolutely necessary if you stagnate or go backwards if you don't do anything so that's that's the so if you if you're sitting there and you're like I don't know what to do I was like well you're already starting to go backwards (laughs) because 
the the world and money will keep on moving. You need to keep moving with it. And I realize that that sounds a bit harsh, but it's it's the reality. I mean, just look at interest rates at the moment and the rate of inflation. The cost of living is rising faster than both wage increases and even the amount that the bank will give you for your money. So I think the maximum is around 5% I've seen for like term deposits or, or high interest bank accounts. Inflation sitting at about 7 to 10, depending on what you're looking at. So you, you need to be able to do other things like investing, for example. Um, and if you haven't done much with investing, it may seem scary. That also will then impact your decision to invest or not, based on the experiences that you've had in the past, how you grew up, what you witnessed your parents or other friends doing, what worked for them, what didn't, so the successes and failures that they've had. And this is where that kind of understanding yourself really comes in, because when I did this, I realized that my own perceptions about property investing have been tarnished by witnessing what my parents were doing when I was growing up. They would sometimes, it was t- it was totally random. Sometimes things would work, sometimes things wouldn't. My dad lost money on property. He's made money on property, same with my mum. And then I thought, okay, well, I'm going to give it a go as well. So I, I walked down the property development route. And I was probably already coming with a certain filter of, oh, this isn't going to work because the the developer that we chose was a little bit shady. Um, and it was my lawyer who actually said, you know what, this I don't think this is a good idea for you. He's not putting any skin in the game. It's all you and your mum, because my mum was going to do it too, putting your money in. If he doesn't have any money in the game, then there's no risk for him. It's all on you. So I was like, oh, I'm not sure I'm happy about that. So we averted the whole ish situation and pulled out of it. Um, and that's just clouded my judgment even more in relation to property. But for other people, properties worked really well. They've, they've, it's so it's really you've got to work within the boundaries of what you are comfortable with, your risk profile, your experiences, be they firsthand or secondhand, and your perceptions and filters as well. So this is this is why it's really, it's no one size fits all. And change will be impacted by all of those things. But the thing is, in order to change, you do need movement. So so sitting there in kind of like I, I have this sort of blockage, um, which I admit about property investing, that doesn't mean that I don't think others should do it by any means, but I know that I have it. So I've gone down um, share trading instead. So that's just something that I've chosen to do uh, as an alternative because I thought, well, I know I need to invest, but I don't, I'm not comfortable investing in property, especially not, you know, buying a single pit a single property i invest in property but through trusts so if you think also so i'm gonna so we'll go back to the the first three steps and then we'll get into i'll do some analogies about the experience part and how change and momentum really work together here so when we talk about understanding yourself what i'm talking specifically about is what your values are you have a look at what your beliefs what your stories are and this isn't just around money this can work for anything but we'll talk specifically around money here you know my, my story is about property and how it's risky and you know you can get um diddled and you know you, you can have shady characters and all of that so these are stories i tell myself you know so we all have them <laughs> Um, and then I'm, but then I'm looking at the vision of what do I want in my lifestyle? I don't want to be burdened down with debt. And that's also where I see property as well as a lot of debt on a single asset too. So the lifestyle that I want plays in, plays a big part in, in how I make my decisions. And I've worked a lot on understanding that. So this is why I really encourage you to think about this as well. What do you want out of life? What kind of lifestyle you want? Why do you want it? That's a really big one. So once you understand that, then you can sort of figure out like I did. I actually then started to do some share trading courses too. And I went into the knowledge step, which is number 
number two. So gathering the information you need, learning about what and how to achieve the lifestyle you want and the different ways to go about doing that. So you could go, I've done all of these, by the way, you could go to seminars, read books, get a coach, take courses. I even went back to university. I studied a diploma of financial planning. I did all sorts of things. You do what you need to do to gather the information. One word of caution here, though, is not to spend too much time at this step because you could use knowledge gathering as an excuse for not progressing to the next step because you're always like, oh, I don't I don't know enough yet. I don't know enough yet. So that's where you need a bit of discernment um, to, to go, okay, I need to now move on to plan. And you can do a bit of knowledge and plan, so steps two and three in parallel. So you can start to build your plan as you're gathering your knowledge as well. So these aren't necessarily all isolated and you're still going to be learning about yourself as you go through this too. So all of them kind of go hand in hand, really. So number three is plan. Once you look at the knowledge that you have thus far, you may still need to gather more, but we'll we'll keep moving forward. We'll keep the momentum and movement going. Um, Keep in mind what your overarching lifestyle vision is, which you are looking at in step one. And then figure out what your first step is. You don't have to have the whole plan figured out. Having a couple of steps is probably handy, but at least be clear on what your first next step is. Is it um, step one, figure out what trading platform if you're going to go down the share out to use. Um, then you might be, okay, you've done some comparisons of the different share trading platforms. Which shares am I going to invest in is step two. So you can start to have a bit of a plan and they can just be as simple as that. So this is just making out the plan. We're not doing anything yet. Just planning out some of your steps. And also keep in mind that the plan over time, this is why I tend to focus initially on something a little more short term, because if you build out this whole big, wonderful plan and then life circumstances change, there might be somebody might pass away. You might end up with an unexpected pregnancy, which I've seen happen. You might end up with uh, an inheritance. There might be all sorts of things that suddenly happen. You need to be able to be flexible enough to deal with those. So having this is also where having a view of the lifestyle you want will help you. And it's so you can build in flexibility or adaptability so you can still take advantage of any opportunities or situations that arise along your journey. So once you have a bit of a view of what your, your next step is, then step four is to take action. And you need to create momentum through movement. And that's why that first step is really important. You have to do something with the knowledge you amass. Otherwise, all that work and planning is wasted. (laughs) Times pass and things change. So you need to keep this momentum going. And remember, there's a concept of, well, actually, I'll go, I'll go into my first analogy then. That might, might help. If you, if you, sailing is something that my, my husband's a sailor. So I've learned a lot about this and I actually find it really helpful to, to think about this. It comes to my head a lot. If you don't know about sailing, I'll also use a car driving um, example in a moment. But if you've ever been in a boat and you've tried to steer it, especially if you're in a sailboat, there's no wind. You're sitting in the middle of the water and you can't steer because there's no movement. You can turn that steering wheel and that rudder will move, but you will not move in any particular direction. If anything, you're more likely to float in a direction that you don't want to go. (laughs) which is generally the opposite direction. So you actually need movement through the water in order to steer so that you can then change direction and do something. Driving is the same thing. If you're parked on the side of the road and you move your steering wheel, your, your tires will move, but you won't. You're not going anywhere unless you hit that accelerator and actually start to gain some movement and some momentum. And then you can actually change direction and steer. And that's where it's really important to recognize the power of movement when it comes to change. 
So, and then this then comes to, when then once you get that movement happening and you're taking that action, step five kicks in with experience. And this is, experience is the most valuable classroom there is. Once you understand yourself, you've gathered enough of the right knowledge, you've made a plan and you've taken action, you will start to see some results. Now, these results will be, will form the basis of your experience and they'll help you learn what is and isn't right for you and what does and doesn't work for you. So not all experience is going to be happy, happy joy. Some of it will be, holy crap, what have I done? And then it'll be very much a matter of let's figure this out and let's figure out, okay, this is learning now. Failure? Okay. Yep. It failed. I've had that too. And you'd be like, oh my God, that didn't work at all. Rather than falling in a heap and going, returning back to inertia where nothing will happen, go, all right, I'm going to use this failure as learning and I'm going to figure out why it didn't work. And that's where step six comes in, review. So your experience without review is just knowledge without context. So you compare your plan with your experience and then see where you need to change your plans and take different actions. You may need to go back and gather some more knowledge, go back to step two and then readjust your plan. Just keep flexing and moving each of these seven steps until you actually get to where you want to go. Um, and the more you keep trying, the more experience you gather, the more information you have to work with to figure out what actually will get you where you want to go. And then you check in on your lifestyle, what you want and why. And then that leads into the final step, which is rinse and repeat, which is kind of rounding it out because I do like the number seven because that's now seven steps. But it all goes back and forth together, back and forth, understanding yourself, going back to knowledge, adjusting the plan, making some changes to your actions, and then your experiences will adjust and adapt and then you review it and then you can go back and make any changes that you need. And then sometimes you can just sit and enjoy it for a while because some things will work for a bit, but then you will start to grow again and then this whole process will kick in too. So it's not to say that you're in a constant state of change because that can be exhausting, um, but you also need to take breaks too. Like just like life, we need holidays you know, I just found a really lovely um, health retreat that I want to do and I'm trying to figure out when I want to do it, but it's, it's on my plan. So I, you know, I know what I, what I want and what I need, which is, you know, number one. And so this is even sort of like a, a change in health too. I've gathered the knowledge. I know where I want to go and I need to make the plan and then take action. So I'm still stuck on number two at the moment, but that's because of there's some various reasons for that. But I know that I will get through those other steps because I know what I want and why. And it's important enough for me to do that. So I would suggest writing these down. I'm going to write the seven steps in the show notes just to remind you of what they are. Um, but don't leave these things in your head. Write them down. Say them out loud to a, a trusted friend and then pick the right friend. <laughs> um, you can even make them your accountability partner, but make them real. Breathe life into them. Make them feel something important enough for you to do something about. And the most important thing I want to say in all of this is start. Movement is needed to make change. Like I said, think of the sailing ship or sailing boat or the car. You need to be moving in order to make adjustments and gain experience and do the things that you need to do. So get stuck into it and start to begin and build that momentum to see the changes that you want to make your lifestyle vision a reality. All right, have a great day. <laughs>